Patriots Beat is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. All right, everyone, welcome into another live edition of the Patriots Beat podcast here on the CLNS Media Network. I am Mike Cadlick, and I am joined, as always, by 98.5 The Sports Hub's Alex Barth. We are here, and we are here for Mock Draft 5.0. There's been a lot, a lot of Patriots news. There's been a lot of Mac drama. Zappy was at the Celtics game last night. Uh, a lot of quarterback stuff, a lot of things floated. Did it happen? Did it not? It doesn't matter tonight because we're doing a Patriots beat special. We're getting right into the nitty-gritty of draft stuff. So we will use some draft rumors um, to kind of guide our way through this. Say Flowers, BC wide receiver, was in New England all day today learning the playbook with uh, – or yesterday. But all day with Bill O'Brien. Uh, there's some rumors that the Patriots might look at a top-tier running back. I believe the term was blue chip, according to Jeff Howe. So uh, yep. a lot of fun – uh, draft stuff to get to. But first, I want to just mention our sponsors are FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Boston. You'll get $200 in bonus bets when you sign up uh, and place your first $5 bet. All you got to do is deposit 10 bet 5 and then uh, you are good to go with $200 of bonus bets on us. Uh, gambling is now live in Massachusetts. I spent half the day working today and half the day watching the Masters, trying to see if Brooks Kepka can uh, get me across the finish line here. So uh, it's going all good. Um with FanDuel uh, in Boston. So make sure to go to FanDuel.com slash Boston to get those $200. Uh, before we get into it, Alex, I do want to start with a little bit of Patriots news that is not rumor-based. It is in fact, and it is that Dante Starnacki, a longtime Patriots assistant assistant head coach, line coach, offensive line coach, um, worked with special teams for a while as well. I was just looking up some scar things before here, kind of getting acclimated to the whole thing. He started in the 1980s with the Patriots. Yeah, 1982. Yeah, so- a dominant, a dominant assistant here. Um, obviously helped. He's a five-time Super Bowl champion. Uh, very instrumental to um, really the entire Patriots dynasty as far as how consistent they were across the offensive line for so many years. So uh, he will be inducted to the Patriots Hall of Fame as a contributor. So it's not really he doesn't ha- he doesn't have to get uh, he doesn't have to get voted. Essentially, it was it was passed right, right through by Robert Kraft today. Yeah, and, and obviously incredibly well deserved. I mean, I think. You know, just just look at I, I I think where we are at now with the team is the perfect context to look at everything Dante Scarnecchia did. Uh, assistant coaching is so underrated in this league, and they had guys like him and Ivan Fears as well, who should be getting a red jacket next, yep. who were really driving forces behind both parts of the dynasty. And you talk about how long Scar was here, and you look at the success of the offensive line all those years. It's not a coincidence. And then he leaves in 2019 and the offensive line hasn't been the same since. So one of the greatest assistant coaches to ever do it. He's going to be honored by the pro football hall of fame this year as well. Uh, I'm, I'm glad he got that moment and the way Mike Reese described it as well, because he's on the selection committee. So Robert Kraft walks into the selection committee meeting, announces it. He gets a standing ovation. Uh, Hopefully we get a video of that at some point. I know there's some photographs going around. But yeah, just a, a an amazing coach and and definitely well deserved. And I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say at his induction because he's not a guy that talked a lot. I know no, he's kind of done some quiet. more media since he retired, but was never really in the spotlight. What I would encourage people to do, especially if you're a younger Patriots fan, maybe not as familiar with what Dante Scarnecchia did, NFL Films. I believe it was last summer. Um, it's, it's if you just search on uh, Twitter, NFL Films, Dante Scarnecchia, Ivan Fears, 
they did a great piece on the two of them after they'd retired and basically their legacy in New England. And I think it really does a lot to highlight the difference that those guys made. So I'd encourage everybody to go watch that. But uh, super happy for Scar. Again, well-deserved. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say. Yeah, uh, it should be good. And uh, again, deservedly so. I think um, I was listening to you and Evan today a little bit talking about how they will uh, they will induct a single person again this year. But essentially, Scar will sort of be be put in on top of that as a. Uh, as his, uh, will it be his own ceremony? Is that right? Are you? Aware It'll be of- him and whichever player gets inducted. They do it together. So got it. So uh, it shall be good. Uh, congrats to Scar, obviously deserving, and uh, he one of the one of the underrated coaches of the Patriots dynasty for sure. Um, yeah. So let's get right into it now, Alex. We are uh, again mocking mock draft five point oh. Yep. Um, no real stipulations here, but I think we're going to sort of try and use the rumors that we know of yeah. to the best of our abilities, right? So Yeah, um, that's the stipulation is we're kind of – this is a big-time recency bias mock. We're going off of what have we heard in the last week about who yep. they're talking to and things like that. That's the stipulation. Exactly. Um, so we have a Google Doc Live again as well. I put it in the chat. You can also check it out on my Twitter, um, at Mike Cadlick, if you want to follow along uh, digitally as well. And so we will get right into it. Um, here is what we're looking at for Patriots picks tonight. Obviously, this is the board for now. We'll probably move some around, but uh, the big ones to you know pay attention to, obviously, first three is 14, 46, 76. May do some trade up, trade down there, but that's that's the starting point. We'll pull up the mock draft board as well. And uh, if we're ready, are you ready on your end to uh, to get going? I uh, will be in one second. No worries. Um, send out another tweet, make sure people know we're drafting here. Yep, and cool. all right, so uh, – Probably not trading up. I think we're just going to right run this right to, to 14 and see what yeah. happens. Okay. Yeah, no really need to trade, up, trade up here. We'll see what yeah. happens All with right. 14 and then go. So uh, we had uh, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, one and two, Will Anderson, three, Anthony Richardson, four. That in some order, I, re- I, I don't think it's going to be this order. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you switch Stroud and Young. Yeah. And then maybe somebody jumps the Cardinals for Richardson and, and – I actually think the Colts move up from four to three and do like what the Chicago Bears did a couple years ago. But that's going to be yeah. a top four in some order. Yeah. Uh, we got Jalen Carter, Tyree Wilson, Will Levis to the Raiders, which is still hilarious. JSN cracking the top 10. People keep saying JSN's a lock to be there at 14. I really don't see it. No. I don't see it as a lock. I think it's possible, but it, to me it's more 50-50 that he could, uh, that he could be there. Yeah, so he's the only receiver off the board, correct? Just yep. JSN? Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we got Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez. Those two will be flipped. Gonzalez is going earlier. Peter Skronsky to the Titans makes a ton of sense. Paris Johnson to the Texans. All right, Lucas Van Ness going 13. Apparently the early. old dumb Jets are back, but <laughs> there we go. Van Ness is a good prospect. Maybe not Maybe not top 13. He's a, but... he's a situational player. You're not taking him in the top 15. Yeah, I suppose. So all here right. we are, fourteen. So all right, let's let's think. I know we drafted Zay um, with the fourteenth pick last week. Yeah. Today's rumors, however, is really interesting, right? Not rumors. The, the report from Top Elisario that he right. came in on an overnight uh, from Vegas with the Raiders, and, or was it? With, I don't know if it was with the Raiders or if he was out there for training, what have you. But he comes to Foxborough for his top thirty visit with the Patriots and spends all day in the Patriots facilities, learning the Patriots offense alongside Bill O'Brien. He already learned it at the Shrine Bowl as well. They used him as the number three slot guy. You know, your your Haas Juke fans, um, 
that's we can get into the nitty gritty of the play calls and whatnot. Um, but they used him as, in the slot at the Shrine Bowl the one day he was there. Um, he talked about it himself. And then now he's here again learning the whole offense. They really like this guy, Alex. They really like Zay Flowers. So I'm going to give you a couple – some background on the meetings okay. and all that. And I think people can take this one way or the other. Okay. Using meetings to gauge interest is an imperfect science because sure. not every meeting gets reported. For instance, last year, uh, yes, Tyquan Thornton met with the Patriots. We didn't know about that until after the draft. In terms of the guys they met with that we knew about before the draft, 43 players, the Patriots drafted two of them, Marcus Jones and Jack Jones, and then they signed to Eric King, who they also met with as yep. UDFA. Of these six players they reportedly had multiple meetings with, they drafted none of them. So okay. that is something to keep in mind. I will say this, and this is where this is kind of a glass half full, glass half empty thing. So there's that report today. All right, the Patriots met with Zay Flowers and they basically like ran him through the gauntlet with the playbook. Yep. It's interesting. I don't recall hearing a lot of meetings that have gone like that. So I did right. some digging. I did find a meeting between the Patriots and a wide receiver in recent history that it sounds like was structured similarly. They kind of gave him the playbook. They sure. went through it with him. And then it was actually a two-day meeting. They brought him back the next day to see how much he'd re retained. You want to guess what receiver that was, Mike? Or do you know? Have you seen this today? You I, I haven't seen it. I didn't see it. All right. It was Nikhil Harris. Ah, that was going to be my guess. <laughs> so there's two ways to look at that. Last right. time they had a meeting like this with a guy, they drafted him. They drafted him. him. Yep. But it, they drafted Nikhil Harris. But it was Nikhil Harris. So, so it's a anyway, that's my whole spiel on meetings. I don't think okay. they amount to much one way or the other. I do think Zay Flowers is somebody they're very interested in. Now – it is possible, too, that they ran Zay through the playbook today and he failed the test. Right. So we don't – I'm not saying he did, but like, oh, they ran him through the playbook. That's not – it's not they gave him the playbook and said, hey, we're taking you on 14. Start learning this early. They gave him the playbook to see how he would understand it. Sure. So it's important to keep that in mind. So right. that all being said, here's who's on the board. I don't think we're taking Quentin Johnston. We're not taking Kalijah Cansey. We're not taking Dalton Kincaid. Um, we're not taking Dante Bank, Deontay Banks. I don't think we're going to take Brian Branch. Joey Porter. It's an interesting I, thought is Brian Branch, but. Yeah. Well, serious thing. If we're going off the recent rumors, we haven't heard anything about Brian Branch. Right. That's Joey fair. Porter makes a ton of sense here. We haven't heard anything about Joey Porter. Did. Uh, how far down? Do they have Broderick Jones? They have Broderick Jones below Darnell Wright. Wow. Fascinating. That's interesting. Okay. That's the new. other, the other, the other potential fit here. Yeah. Um, not only Broderick Jones, but also Nolan Smith was in uh, is visiting the Patriots. Um, an edge guy from Georgia ran the fastest forty for all edge rushers. He's a little on the smaller side, I guess, for an edge, but he's super fast. Yeah. Um, and clearly, the Patriots have some interest, and he's shooting up the boards. Um, basically every day ever since his combine performance. So I don't know if he's a pick 14 guy. I don't know if we want to. I don't think he's a pick 14 guy. Take Nolan Smith. I think trading backs a possibility. I don't okay. think he's a pick 14 guy. I think their interest in him is the one knock teams are going to have is his production. Okay. He only had three sacks last year in eight games. I think it was nine tackles for a loss in eight games. Those are not 
you know, you look at the first round picks. We talk about these guys. These are all double digit sack guys. If you're taking an edge guy right. in the top half of the first round, what happens with, but we did this last year. I remember with Jordan Davis, everybody, I, I was a huge Jordan Davis guy mm-hmm. and people would be, well, but his production, you can't really judge the Georgia guys off production because there's just so much talent on that defense right? that nobody can put up gaudy numbers because everybody's getting numbers, right? You know, maybe you have one guy who puts up freak numbers on a def- on a great defense. The defense gets, I, I, I don't even know if there's a good number. So off the top of my head, 50 sacks, and the guy gets 15 of them. The Georgia defense gets 50 sacks, but it's 10 guys getting five sacks each right. because they're all that good. So to me, Nolan Smith is more, if we trade back, Maybe he falls out of the first round. We'd trade up early in the second to get him. That's the Nolan Smith interest to me. I think the Broderick Jones uh, meeting, I I think he's a guy they'd seriously consider. We also have that report from Ohio State that they spent extensive time one-on-one with both JSN, who we can't take, he's been drafted, and Paris Johnson, who I'm also now realizing has been drafted. Yeah, he's gone too. Um, So there's that. Okay. Um. Now maybe, and this. By the way, I love how in the chat everybody's saying if we don't take Zay, they're gonna like boo this draft. But when we tweeted out the draft last week, people were furious. We took Zay at fourteen. We took Zay at fourteen, and nobody liked it. So it's a catch twenty-two. You know that saying all too well. Um, Yeah. But what? Okay. So can we combine combine rumors here, right? So the other rumor that is out there is that the Patriots are. Shopping or, or not, are looking around at blue chip running backs. Yep. The guy I continue to think of is not Bijan Robinson. It's Jameer Gibbs. Correct. Bill O'Brien worked with them last year. He's a pass catching back. They already have their downhill guy in Ramondre Stevenson. If you pair Ramondre Stevenson and Jameer Gibbs, that's a that's a healthy backfield. Not not health wise, but you, you get the point, right? So, and I don't like. Drafting running backs in the first round. I don't like drafting running backs early, but we're going. And they're not going to. I would be very surprised if they drafted. uh, uh, Let me phrase it. I'd be very surprised they draft a running back at fourteen. Maybe trade down something happens, but they're not taking a running back at fourteen. So do we trade back from fourteen? Yeah. In order to grab, say, a set, maybe a future second or a third that we can then use in a package in the second round to move up from forty-six to try and get Jameer Gibbs. Mike, I think I have uh, exactly the trade you're describing here. And this isn't new. Uh, People have done this. I've seen people do this. Okay. But. Yeah, who's calling? See uh, who's calling. Uh, Chargers and the Giants. They don't have what I want to make this trade. Okay. Uh, Well, uh, do they? No, they don't. There's only two teams who have what I want to make this trade. And they're both in the NFC. One is Seattle. And it's trading 14 for 20 and 37. Okay. And the other is the New Orleans Saints, which is trading 14 for 29 and 40. The question is, how far back do we want to move? Right. New Orleans is not want to move. What is the Seattle trade? Uh, it is, I'm going to pull these 20. up on the trade chart. So it's Seattle. Seattle are getting better picks both ways. Let me, let me see what it is on the trade chart. So Seattle is... And it also looks like, according to PFF anyway, that New Orleans is not interested in trading. It doesn't. Games. It doesn't give it to you, and it, it it only gives you the meter if teams are calling. If teams aren't calling, oh, the okay. just empty. Got yeah. it. Okay. Um. So, 
The Seattle trade would be, and I got to get out my calculator here, 269 points plus 162 is 431. Our pick is worth 325. You do generally pay more to move up, uh, so we don't have to get all the way to that 431 mark. So we need to add about like 70-ish points, which would be we could add these two-fourths. So we can do that. Do you want to move as far back as 29? Because again, now oh, we're sorry, getting that's, to... That's the Seattle trade. That, that, that's oh, what okay. it would take to do, to do Seattle. We're better um, off with the Seattle trade both ways. Right. Because Gibbs cost... might fall to 37. Exactly. And 20 is a better pick. He's not going to fall to 40 that New Orleans has. Well, the idea is we tr- we move back to 29 and 40, and then we use 40, to, or we, then we use 46 to move up True. and get Gibbs. That's basically what the math is on this. Okay. Um, the Seattle, there, or sorry, the, the New Orleans one, 200. So that's 350. That would be like spot on. We wouldn't have to give up the fourth round picks. Okay. I think, I think we try the Seattle trade. I think okay. we, we need more early. Uh, can you try it with one fourth round pick or should we just go with the two? Cause that's, what's going to make more sense. Uh, I mean, I could try it. You want to try it with one? Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yep. There okay. we go. Cool. Perfect. All right. So we're moving back to 20. All right. And Bijan went. I Bijan saw him. I thought Nolan Jameer Smith. went there. So they took Broderick Jones, who don't know. Georgia right guys. Now. So there is still Anton Harrison. To me, okay. it's down to two players. Anton Harrison's still here. Or Mike, are we taking Zay Flowers? Do we luck out and get him at 20? Wow. There's also Dewan Jones. Well, I, I think we're taking Anton Harrison at that point. I like Dewan Jones better as a player, but you take the left tackle if there's a left tackle fail. Say Flowers. Say Flowers? <laughs> we got to do it. He's there. They met with him. Do it. All right. Take Zay. Zay but now Flowers. we got to pause the draft. Right. Well, I'm going to just, I'm going to slow it down here. Yeah. Okay. But all right. So we're going to take Zay Flowers. I think this is a first. In the three years me and Evan have been doing this, mm-hmm. I think this is the first time we've ever taken a player in the first round twice in the same year. I'm trying to remember if we did it with any of the quarterbacks in 2021. We might have done it with Mac, but I remember we did a Mac draft, a Justin Fields draft, and a Trey Lance draft. We did a non-QB draft. Yeah. Somebody, they're they're all on my and Evan's Twitter. Somebody wants to go back and pull it. This might be history here, Mike. This might be Patriot Speed history. Zay Flowers at 20. I like it. Okay. So there Again, we go. Using right. the rumors, it makes a lot of sense. Right. So then we got Joey Porter, Jordan Addison, Kalijah Cansey. Uh Brian. I like Brian Brzee, I will say. I am a fan of Brian Brzee. Okay, now here's what we're gonna do. Now we gotta get right. we gotta get fancy because at, at any moment now, we're into a second round pick. Jameer Gibbs can go. And I'll say this too. I don't this is major level draft nerd stuff. So buckle up. I think I might have done this rant on this show before, but I don't remember. There is potentially, I don't want to say no more valuable pick in the history of the draft. There has been no more valuable pick to trade for at least in the last like five years than the 32nd pick is this year. And I'll, I'll tell you why, because the biggest drop off in value in the NFL draft, Mike is from pick one to pick two, because at pick two, you lose the ability to draft any player you want. That is the biggest – the second biggest drop is actually not two to three. 
the second biggest drop in value in the NFL draft is normally yep, 30. normally 32 to 33 because you lose the fifth-year option once you're out of the first round. But Dolphins were idiots. They lost their first-round pick. 32 is a second-round pick this year, which means 32 doesn't come with the fifth-year option. Right. That means it will never be cheaper to acquire the, the 32nd pick in the draft. We, a team would pay to move up to the 32nd pick this year right. is less than what a team would pay um, in another year. So we have 37. We need to make up 20 points in the draft. That's a fourth. This works. Actually, what, what's 184 valued at? It's not nearly enough. This works. Okay. Do we want to move up this high to get him? Do we really want to make sure we get him? So Steelers do like Alabama running backs, but they also have one. That's the thing. Is like, do we do we make the move with the Texans? The, the Texans very much would take him. I think. Do you want to let it go one more pick? Oh God! Same thing either way. But what if he goes? We can't restart the draft. Then we got to reassess. This thing actually thinks we get a little more, and then you can ask seventh round pick. All right. Um, let it go one think, more. Mike? Let it go one more. <laughs> All right. All Emmanuel right. Emmanuel Forbes. Okay. So people are annoyed because the Patriots didn't get Emmanuel Forbes. Yeah, people really okay. like, but 161 is worth. So this, this is, this matches out on the trade chart. It actually sort of closes the gap between 107 and 184 a little bit. So we have that. Yep. Do it. Oh yeah, off the trade. Yeah, definitely. So All we right. move up five spots. Yep. And we, and know we are taking. taking Jameer Gibbs. Who? Tell us about Jameer Gibbs. Oh, Mike. I'm obsessed with him, Alex. He worked with Bill O'Brien at Alabama. He's super fast. He's an Alvin Kamara comp. Um, I, I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but he ran a fast, fast forty at the combine. Um, versatile. Bill O'Brien used him in so many different ways at Alabama. He was not strictly a downhill back. Uh, they can use him in the slot here. They can use him as a receiving back. He's going to be your James White. He's eff eff effectively yeah. going to be your James White. I think he's more explosive than James White, though. He's more big play 100%. than James White. Right. I, I like the Alvin Kamara yeah. comp. I really do. I just think he's faster mm -hmm. than Alvin Kamara. Look, people are going to lose their minds if they do this. Uh -huh. And I and I get, get it, it, too. I'm so against running backs, and so I keep putting my foot in my mouth in this regard. Right. Because I talked about it with James Robinson, how – they gave him a second contract, but it was a cheap second contract. Yeah. And here's the same thing, right? It's Jameer Gibbs, but there's more to it. He has a lot of value as a pass catcher. It's not a first-round pick. It's a second-round pick. I know it's pick 33, but it's a second-round pick. So I like it. So I'll I'll say this uh, the best I can. And look, I think there are better things they could do with this pick. The, the purpose of this draft is that we're doing right now, like this mock, is to kind of build off the rumors and reports that we've heard over the last week. The running back one's a big one, so here we are. If they make this pick, mm -hmm. the ultimate goal of the NFL draft, I always have to remind people this, is to add talented football players to your team. And I, you know, with Cole Strange last year, I know some people tried to use that as the argument with Cole Strange. Here's the difference. I don't... They took Cole Strange at 31. He was the best, or 29. He was the best guard available, yes. But I don't know that 
he was a top 31 player in this draft. If we are going off of pure talent, Jameer Gibbs is one of the 20th most talented players in this draft in terms 100%. of now positional value drops him, but yep. he is incredibly talented. I will assure people that how the, yep. they're putting a ton on Bill O'Brien because you can't sit him. You can't take him here and redshirt him like the Patriots like to do with their running backs. He has right. to play. He has to play significantly, not necessarily more than Ramondre Stevenson, but he has to play a lot. Mm-hmm. They're putting a lot which, on Bill O'Brien here, which is kind of what they've done all off season. Yeah. But Bill O'Brien loves this kid. Go look up what Bill O'Brien said about him when he was at Alabama. Yeah. Bill O'Brien loves this kid. They, and I'll say this again to everybody. It doesn't matter what we want to do. Cause we're not the ones running the draft board. We're here trying to guess what they're going to do. Right. They would, I said it for months. They would 100% do this. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Draft them. And guess what? If you hate the pick, uh, we're back on the clock in 13. And I'm going to speed yes. this back up because we're not trading. Perfect. So, okay, we went to uh, – with two, uh, okay, Darnell oh, Washington. Oh, we just got killed with a run right before our pick, Mike. Yeah, we did. Darnell Washington, Drew Sanders, Josh Downs, Keeley Ringo. Yeah, we did. That hurts. Yep, especially Keeley. Um, okay, let's talk um, – let's talk needs, right? Because – yeah. Wide receiver we hit, cornerback we still haven't, and tackle we still haven't. All right, so I, I, I'm I, just going to pull up corners and tackles because that's where we're at here. I Perfect. Think we, we agree yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, Julius Brent's still here. Mm, okay. Tyreek Stevenson's still here. The tackles kind of drop off because Bergeron and Mock are guards, right? Yeah. Now we're in Wanye Morris, Blake Freeland, Tyler Steen. We're looking at those guys. Uh, I'm going to pull up one other position, actually. I'm going to pull up edge defenders and defensive linemen and linebackers because this thing is weird. Um, so I do like Tui Pelotu. Okay. Beast of an edge rusher for USC. Again, I could see them adding an edge rusher. Doesn't really follow the rumors. Um, and I is – no, he's not here. Uh, where'd Adabari go? Adabari went 35 to the Colts. Okay, that was the one other guy I was going to say. Might be interesting. Mm-hmm. And Nolan Smith went, oh, Nolan Smith went like 15. Nolan Smith gone. went, yeah, yeah. All right, so I think it's corner. I, I think the okay. pick's got to be corner here, and everybody knows how I feel about Julius Brents. It's my favorite corner in the draft, pound for pound. I don't think he's the best, like Christian Gonzalez, the best corner, but. Who else is there? Level. We took Brents, too. That's oh, we've point. doubled up on guys on day two and three all the time. It's yeah. just the first round we never did. Uh, right. Tyreek Stevenson, Julius Brents. Garrett Williams is a slot corner. Travis Hodges Thompson slot corner. Okay. Now DJ Turner. Mm-hmm. He's short, isn't, but eh, he's five eleven. I think he's not short. He's not tall. Okay, five eleven. Okay. If we are following trends, they love taking combine testers. DJ Turner yeah. ran the fastest forty at the combine this year. They love Michigan. They will overdraft defensive backs. And I don't yes. think it's a oh, yeah, they overdraft will. for DJ Turner, but it's this is probably his ceiling. This is his he's he's gonna go at his earliest in the 45 to 50 range. Yeah. Um, and people would be, oh, that's it's one of those ones you'd be like, oh, it's a little early. You wouldn't be like, whoa, it's not Cole Strange, right? But you'd be, oh, right. that's that's kind of early, especially over Julius Brents. That's like uh the team really likes something that he does specifically. Right. They're targeting a specific trait. If we're really like trying to be them, 
Yeah. It's DJ Turner, Mike. 5'11", 42640, the fastest one yeah. at the combine, like you said. He's an athletic freak, and I thought he was shorter than 5'11". So um, well, that, it's that can play. The reason everybody thinks he's short and he is, like there's guys who are like listed at 6'1", come in at 6 foot. Listed at 6 foot, come in at 5'11", right? Within yeah. an inch. He was listed at 6'1 and 6'2 by Michigan at different times. Oh, geez, so 5'11 okay. is not short, but like people were like, this guy's 6'1 and he's moving like that. No, he's 5'11. Got it. Okay. He also has pretty long arms. So, all right, DJ Turner. Yeah, I like it. Okay, DJ Turner is going to be the pick here. So we've done that. And I, I don't think we're trading up again. All right, so Bergeron went, Mock went. Um, we had Julius Brents went at the end of the second round there. And then they did okay. I mean, Marvin Mims went 71. I like him for the Patriots, but obviously yeah. at this point, we're not going to take him. He's the guy, like, if they, if you really want the Patriots to get Zay Flowers, if that's like you need that and they miss on him, the guy you are going to want to turn your attention to is Marvin Mims. I'll tell yep. you all that right now. Don't need to do it in the scenario because we got Zay Flowers, but right. to give everybody the info. All Let's right. reset now, the board. All right, you want to reset the board? Yeah, reset the show, board. show what we've got so far. Um, yeah. So we traded 14. We traded back six spots here, and uh, we got Zay Flowers from BC. Then we traded up for Jameer Gibbs, running back from Alabama. Two guys who, not as much Gibbs as Zay, but have basically been rumored to with to have the Patriots have interest in them. Uh, yeah. Gibbs, it's more so, like we said, it's just a top-tier back, but the fact that he worked with Bill O'Brien tells me that they're interested in him. Um. We then had 46 and took DJ Turner, the fastest cornerback uh, in the draft. He's 5'11". And uh, we traded – what we did was when we tra- – and I haven't documented it well on the on the, uh, on the the doc here. But when we traded from 14 to 20, we picked up the 37th pick. And then we traded back up to 32 to get Jameer Gibbs. Um, in the process, we also picked up pick 161. And we traded away pick one – a pick in here, I think we traded. So – uh, that's where we're at we right have now. 117 and 135 traded there. It was one of those two. We traded oh, one in the we, first I trade. We, we traded, traded one in the second them. trade. Okay, yeah, we yeah, traded one okay. in the first trade. We traded one in the second. I don't remember which one was which, but. Yep. And we picked up 161 is what we did. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah so so that's, we traded these two, got 161 back. Um, oh, we got a fifth round pick. We got the special teams round. This is setting up real nice. Yeah. And so like uh, that could be wrong too. 161. No, it is. It might be a fourth even. But regardless. I don't do good math. Um, 161's fifth round. So perfect. Right smack dab in the middle of fifth round. All right. So we're, we're going to uh, – we'll probably we're use cooking. that as a special teamer. Yeah, we're cooking here. So this is where we're at. We're I think as the it. kids say, we're in our bag. <laughs> Can you um, do the, the cooking? Is that what it is? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. You just um, said I'll, you're in your bag. You can. I will this. pull this up real quick. Somebody asked if, if I've seen Corey Trice from Purdue. I just kind of gave that whole spiel about like they like to overdraft corners and especially good athletes. I think like DJ Turner is the guy who's supposed to go third to fourth. They take in the second. Corey Trice is the guy who's supposed to go fourth to fifth. They take in the third. If we'd gone tackle at 46, this pick, I would be saying Corey Trice would make a lot of sense. I do really like Corey Trice. The big physical corner tested very well. I think even if he doesn't work out as a corner, he certainly has the ability to play safety in the NFL, especially how they like the position played. So this is a good comment. It didn't work out in this draft, but Corey Trice, if you're trying to kind of know all the names for the Patriots, 
absolutely do some research on Corey Trice, and maybe we get him next week. There you go. Um, all right, so we are back. Uh, I don't know if we're on the clock yet, but coming up next is pick seven. Yeah, six. we are. We are. Perfect. So uh, I think we're going to tackle here. I, yeah, you I know, so Maybe they go edge rusher, and I kind of like Isaiah McGuire for them, KJ Henry. I, I do like uh, Byron Young. I think we've taken him before, but they're going to go ta- – they're not going to leave – Top 100th out of tackle. I know people really like Wanye Morris. I know some people really like Jalen Duncan. Blake Freeland's their guy in terms of the makeup, the, the right. overall report. Very, very similar to Nate Solder. Guy's going to be a, a solid starting right tackle in the league for 10 years. I don't know that he'll ever be an all-pro, but the floor is very high. Uh, the one concern I have is I think he needs a year in the weight room to really be able to hold up at the NFL level, but – when you're that's okay, right? Third because, round. Yeah. I don't love it, but the way they're going to see it, they're going to be okay with that. The way they've taken this offseason is that they think they're okay with depth at tackle, right? Just use depth all across the board. Maybe not get your stud. Maybe draft your stud, right, at 14. But they just re-signed Yadi Kajustu. So they like I, their depth. I wouldn't look too far into that. But they have the depth, right? So they're gonna yeah. they're gonna they're gonna play, they're gonna piece it together, and that's how they're gonna play tackle this year. So Blake Freeland just adds to that. Maybe you don't play him for a year, like you said, but you have the depth there that you can maybe afford that. All right. Blake so Freeland. Like Freeland. Yeah. Blake Freeland. So again, six eight, three oh two, tested super well to combine again. Um, yeah, I like Blake Freeland for them. Yeah, me too. We're gonna make that pick. And then somebody actually just said something in the chat that gave me an idea if he's still on the board. Because this really is the what would they do draft. Okay, so I think there's realistically three things they – oh, no. I I think if they don't do the blue chip running back thing, one of these three fourth-round picks is going to be running back. Absolutely. Okay. I, I really believe that. We don't need to worry about that because we took Jameer Gibbs. Um, I think they could go like edge defensive lineman here, and we'll mm-hmm. see who's here. Um. Isaiah McGuire. So I like KJ Henry for them here. Yeah. Uh, they met with Fahoko, but it's maybe a little high. I like Yasir Abdullah. Honestly, eh, I, I like this is a respect the board thing, though. Is he, yeah. He's not going to still be here. The one other thing I could see them doing here, maybe this is more like pick 135 if they still have it or if we moved back. Okay, Andrew Voorhees. It was an all-pack 12 guard for USC, uh-huh. and he tore his ACL to combine. He was going to be a top 100 pick. Now he won't. Yeah, They are going to see him, if he makes it here, and say, this is another top 100 pick we don't need to make in the top 100. And it's essentially Cameron McGrone. It's the exact yeah. same reasoning they used to draft Cameron McGrone. Yeah. Now, in this situation, and by the way, when they drafted McGrone, I don't remember who the other one was pull it up but they had two picks very close together which without our trades they do in this range it's 107 117 and 135 right right um when they took mcgrown was they had 177 188 then they took mcgrown and joshua bledsoe this maybe makes more sense if the picks are are are, uh close to each other or if they had those those bunched picks i think here we maybe spread it out a little bit but Andrew Voorhees right here would make a ton of sense. Who else do we got? We could look at a tight end. Koontz. <laughs> this could be a spot for Zach Koontz, certainly. Yep. Um, All right, I saw in the chat, too, these. it's a double dip, but Charlie Jones, wide receiver. 
if they're going to double dip here, it's going to be a corner. It's not going to be a safety. Yeah, or it's it. not going to be a receiver. No, I think receiver. it's going to be a corner. Okay. So Ronnie Hickman makes some sense here. JL Skinner could be another one of those guys that's like hurt, is going to miss the year, right? Chris got Smith. Christopher Smith. Um, who do we got at corner? So honestly, they're going to double dip at corner. Corey Trice. Corey Trice. Would make sense here. I could see that. Yeah. I just I feel like they're not going to let it go that far without getting an edge rusher. So who do you, who do we like then on the edge? I like KJ Henry. They were at, I, I know they don't usually draft Clemson guys, but they were at his pro day. Okay. Um, explosive plays, got all those intangibles, like good leader, all that stuff. You Last week when we talked about good leader, we went Jose Ramirez here. Yeah. Um, so I think we can do something similar. I'm just I'm just trying to think if there's a more like what we learned in the last couple of days. I mean, Kendra Miller they met with. Is there a more like what we learned in the last couple of days kind of pick here? That's what I'm trying to think of. Who else uh, did they meet with? Uh, Jamie Robinson's gone. Yeah. Right. Would make sense here. Why there was no more uh, meetings why, that I can think of? Why do I feel like they? Oh, because I wrote my defensive preview. That's I'm like I know I wrote about Keandre Coburn recently, but it's not because they met with them. They met with Antonio Maffi, I think, but he he'll be a later pick. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be much later. Um, yeah. We do have the Cowboys calling at 129 if we want to move down, and we have 117 coming up or one. No, we don't. We have oh, 160. We trade it. We trade it. Hmm. Right now, we're set to make 11 picks, too, which is a little heavy. Yeah. We can trade it back. One trade back. Uh, then you're just picking something else up, though. Right. We already have 11. I, there, there's, you know, look, at the even though we're trying to do a, what we learned from recent news draft, sometimes you, they just pick guys out of nowhere that we had and no yeah, idea sometimes, what they take. Right, so, totally. That's sort of what this is. To me, the the out-of-nowhere pick would either be Corey Trice or um, – What about uh, Voris? Or K.J. Henry. Okay. Or it could be Let's Voorhees. Go. It could be Voorhees. What Let's go think? Henry here. Let's go Henry okay. here. K.J. Henry. Um, oh, no. You know what? Let's go Corey Trice because I think I know how I can keep tying this. Or do you want to go Voorhees here? Go Voorhees. Add some, Voorhees? Add some IOL depth oh. early. You know what? I, I know I'm I'm being all over the place. One one eighty four, one eighty seven, one ninety two. If he makes it to there, okay. I I can see him double dipping in corner. I actually think Corey Trice is the pick here. The more I Do think it. about it, I'll I'll let you have it. Okay, because he can play he can play safety as well, right? Perfect. So you got that thing going. Now, hopefully this works out. Okay, Voorhees just went, eh, which okay. he he was going to. I know we've called the fifth round the special teams round, but if this guy falls, he did. Okay. They're really going to like Fajoko. Yeah, especially here. Yeah, and they met with him. So he is super productive coming out of San Jose State, can play multiple positions on the defensive line, multi-year starter. Um, They need guys like that. They need guys that can move around the defensive line. 6'4", 263. Defensive yeah. player of the year in the Mountain West last year. Yeah. Um, he was he had a dominant 2022. I mean, he just he, – he wrecked the Mountain West. Um, 
Again, like you said, edge, they can always add to it. They might end up losing. They're probably going to lose Josh Uche realistically after next season, if they, especially if they don't extend him, which uh, is very TBD at this point. So add to that room at 161, you're getting value automatically. So I like I like Fajoko here too. All right, we're going to take Fajoko here. Yep. And then we're going to get into this trio of picks, and we're going to have some fun. Let's do it. So I first want to see, is JL Skinner still here? He's not. Because that would have been the pick, hundred okay. percent. Uh, at this point, I think you know we got the tight ends. There's really no news. We haven't heard anything about any tight ends, which leads no, me to believe they're probably going to take a tight end higher than we think. Um, on the interior offensive line, Mafia is still here. Would make a lot of sense here. They've also met with Anthony Bradford, but I think we took him last week with like this exact same pick. Yeah. Um, How early? It's not. It's not terribly early for Mafia, right? No, this Moffy would be. You want to just take Moffy first here? That makes sense. They want to get their interior offensive lineman. Yeah, they met yeah, with him too. They, they worked with him at the Shrine Bowl, and then they met with him, or they're either meeting with him or have they have a meeting with him scheduled. Um, All right, Antonio Moffy. That's a good interior pick. offensive lineman, like we said for uh, yeah. for UCLA. Two West Coast guys in a row. Um, could again a depth piece, right? Because they're right. adding depth everywhere. Uh, Strange is fine. They're really fine along the inside. With Strange Andrews and then Owenu, but well, Owenu's in a contract year, so exactly getting a little ahead of things, not necessarily the worst idea. Right, I agree. So Antonio Maffi, good pick. Uh, I'll, I think they go punter with the middle pick. Like if they have three picks like this, the punter is going to be the middle pick. All right, so we've taken Turk. So we've taken, okay, we've taken. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, Jake Moody, Michael yeah. Turk, yeah. and Bryce Barringer. All right, so it's Adam so Corsick's turn. Is what we need a kicker. Me. Why aren't we taking a kicker again? Because they need they don't they need a punter. I I think they give Nick Folk the benefit of the doubt and they sign a guy as a UDFA. Punter is a more immediate need. Let me ask you, who do you feel better about, Nick Folk or Corliss Waitman? Yeah, Folk. Okay, fine. Right, that's why you take a punter. Yeah, that's fair. So, a lot of people think they're going to like Corsic the best, not just because of Rutgers. He can punt traditional style and Aussie style. Um, he's more experienced. He's probably the most accurate of the three. Uh, I, I don't think he has the biggest leg, but he's the pinpoint guy. Okay. So Adam Corsic, it is. Yeah, they like that. They like the pinpoint guy. Is he a righty or a lefty? I, can't, I think he's a righty. I believe he's a righty, but I'm not positive on that. That's fine. Like you said, they, they made it work right. with uh, – with Jake Bailey, so they can make it work again with with Corsic. All right, and then we round this out here, so we could we have go tight three end. Picks. Three picks left. Yeah, perfect. Let's reset. All right, yeah, this is a good idea. Off. Reset the board. Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. Zay Flowers, we traded back for him. Picked him up. You got to do it. Jameer Gibbs as well, running back. Traded up for him from Alabama. Just worked with O'Brien. If you've been here for the whole draft, you, you know the gist of everything. But we'll go through it quick. DJ Turner, 5'11", corner from Michigan, fastest 40 at the NFL Combine. A guy they can probably plug and play, but the, he'll also just add, again, to their their defensive back depth. Uh, Blake Freeland, 6'8", tackle from BYU, adds to the tackle depth as they continue to build this offseason. Corey Trice at corner as well from Purdue. Trade, trade. They go Val- Valami Fahenko. Is that how you say his first name? Uh, I think it's Violini. I actually don't know. I couldn't find okay. it. Well, so I apologize, but no, it's okay. Fajoko, Fajoko, Fajoko. I we're gonna find out if they when they draft them. Yes, we will. Uh, San Jose State Edge, very productive, best player in the Mountain West on defense this year. 
Antonio Maffi, interior offensive lineman from UCLA, a guy that they worked with at the Shrine Bowl when they coached out there. And then they also have a meeting set up with him coming up uh, in the coming weeks. And then they, again, touch on special teams. They do it in the sixth round, Alex, not the fifth round, which is interesting, with Adam Corsick, a punter from Rutgers. Again, that that makes so much sense, the fact that they're going to draft a punter from Rutgers. It just rolls off the tongue. So, yeah. Two, two picks le- or three picks left. We have 192, 210, and 245 coming up here. All right. So, this is kind of sort of a trend, not really, but they were at TCU's Pro Day a couple weeks ago. Bill was there, one of the few Pro Days we've yes. seen him at. I love D Winters for them, linebacker yeah. from TCU. And he's not really a linebacker. He plays, he plays Ezra, edge rusher. Off-ball linebacker, slot corner, box safety, and free safety. Moves all over the defense. Tremendous athlete. Physical player. Sh- plays shot out of a cannon. Can cover kicks as well. I They don't draft a ton of guys from TCU traditionally, but this was not your they traditional TCU team, and they were at the pro day. I like D. Winters for them here. Another special teams pick. We're going to take D. Winters, right? And this, yeah. is, this is shaping up to, I think, be the, my favorite draft we've done so far. It's definitely the most them draft. Most Patriot-like, and I like. And now, is there a way we could get D. Winters at 210? Or is it worth waiting 20 picks? I, I wouldn't risk. Why? Who are you thinking about? No, I was just I was just thinking, take a look at the rest of the board. But I think I just put too much stock in the, the PFF ranks and the ADPs. But we'll take D. Winters. Take D. Winters, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't use the PFF rankings. You know better than that. Come on now. <laughs> Also, at this point in the draft, uh, thir- being 30 picks off is not that Yeah, that's true. Jarring. Yeah. All right. You take guys you like. So what do we got here? Uh, is there anybody worth doubling up a tackle? Maybe. Oh, actually, I've been wanting to take Connor Galvin for them for a while. That's or a Shrine Bowl guy, too. Bowl. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, at this point, I think – oh, we haven't taken a safety, have we? No, we haven't. I do like Javarius Owens for them from Houston, the guy that was at the Shrine Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, you wonder if they double up at running back. Uh, yeah, then James Robinson and Ty Montgomery get cut. But who's their uh, wide receiver to double up on? I mean, I feel like we did oh, Justin here we Shorter here last time, right? Uh, no, we went with Michael Jefferson from the Cajuns. Okay, like I could see Justin Shorter here if they're gonna if they're gonna double up wide receiver, it's Justin Shorter. Yeah. Um, Jake Boba always take another edge guy or defensive tackle. I don't. I don't think they're going to draft Boba. Okay. Um. So you got Jonah. Yeah, Jacob Slade. They did meet with Dejuan Johnson, and he was on their Shrine Bowl team. Get another defensive lineman. Boost that group. Okay, we're uh, playing Patriots here. (laughs) We are, but there's actually one pick we can do that would be even more Patriots. Okay. The last two years, the oh god, what is the name of this award? Um, the uh, oh, that's the Ferris State kid, isn't it? Yeah, the Cliff Harris Award has gone to goes to the best non Division One football player in the country. I uh, in twenty nineteen, Kyle Duggar won it. Yep. It was not given out in twenty twenty, and then in twenty twenty one, I'm saying for the season. Sam Roberts won it. What do Kyle Duggar and Sam Roberts have in common? They both got drafted by the Patriots. Caleb Murphy had 25 and a half sacks in 13 games last year. He was at the Shrine Bowl. Um, no, so the Division II Heisman is the Harlan Hill Trophy. 
I don't know who won that. It was an offensive player. Yeah. It's the best. So you can go D, D2, D3, NAIA, um, any, not Juco, but like any non-Division One player. Um, Division Two Heisman's a little bit different. But isn't this the same three, award that didn't Matt Judon win this too? No, it wasn't a thing yet. Um, oh, okay. Judon might have won the Harlan Hill. Most famous okay. winner uh, from the Patriots with the Harlan Hills, Danny Woodhead, was the D2 Heisman okay. when he was in college. So you want to go really Patriots, Mike? You want to really steer into the skid? Yeah, totally. You have to. I think Caleb Murphy is the pick here. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, All right. And, and you know, I don't think he's anything more than a situational pass rusher. He's not really big enough to stop the run. Like he's not, he's built. He's like, I think he's like 250. He's not a defensive end, but he's not going to be in coverage. So he's not going to be a real like linebacker, but they find roles for those guys. Um, All right. Who are we just, who are we just about to take? Uh, Was it Connor Galvin? At this point we have to respect. Oh yeah. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Uh, He's not, but we have to respect the board at this point. Um, so we could double up there. We already doubled up a corner. Still taking a safety. No, we haven't. Who's there? Would be shrine. Bowl Would guy. be, uh, Jordan Howden's a shrine bowl guy. AJ Finley had a very good shrine bowl. Christian young. So we could tie this into being very them. Cause Bill likes taking players from, you know, that he's very familiar with. And obviously the head coach at Arizona, a former Patriots oh, assistant yeah. coach. What quarterbacks coach name? in 2020, Jed Fish. Jed Fish, yeah, okay. I just we still taking a tight end either. Oh, okay. They still need a blocking tight end. Uh, that would be Blake Whitehart from Wake Forest. I don't know how I tie that into the. I was going to say, can we he was at the it? Shrine Bowl. He was at the Air Shrine Force. Bowl. We can tie Air Force into Bill Belichick. He loves the Armed Forces. Not a blocker. Okay. Believe it or not, I think he's like small, right? Six five, two sixty. But. Shrine Bowl guys here: Blake Whitehart, Daniel Parker. Okay. Um. What else do we got? We got safety. I know we just looked at safety. Yeah, but... there's there's Howden, Finley, wide uh, receiver, shorter. Demario Jenkins Bonds covers kicks. Demario, see, like Demario Douglas, you drafted Zay Flowers. You need the bigger guy here. Yeah, you're right. Grant Dubose. I know Steve Smith really likes. He did a very interesting video on him. Steve Smith, like the former Panthers wagon. Yeah, right, right, right. Could go deep. Oh, Juwan Johnson's still here. That's who we were going to Oh, take. that's who we were taking. Yeah, round it out. There we go. All right, so we went heavy on the defensive front then, but I could see it. They got a lot of guys with expiring contracts. Yep. And who's going to be Mr. Relevant? I don't know. All right. Well, Run us through it, Mike. Let's do it. Uh, let me just edit this up real quick. People are either going to lo- – it depends on if you understand the point of this exercise or not. People who actually understand the point of this exercise are going to love yeah. this. People who don't understand what we're doing are going to lose their minds. Shout out to this anonymous chameleon that was just in the draft. No, they're not. Okay. Catholic and Bart's Patriots beat mock draft 5.0. Trade out of pick 14 and go get Zay Flowers for the second week in a row. He just met with the Patriots. In I've said this three times here because I love the fact that he went and met with Bill O'Brien all day and learned the offense. They love him. They love him. They're going to take him. Which, meanwhile, Jordan Addison also met with the Patriots on Wednesdays. What was he doing? Yeah, right. I'm surprised that that didn't come out, that he wasn't. It wasn't the same day. Well, I, I look. I, I would assume all it was the same day. I would assume all day is a 
exaggerating. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but anyway, I would assume they both they both met with Bill. Maybe he spent more time with Bill O'Brien, right. but I, I would assume that, that they were both with Bill O'Brien at some point. Uh, pick number two, Jameer Gibbs, 32. We traded up from 37 to get him. Patriots are in on blue chip running backs uh, ahead of this draft, and Jameer Gibbs is certainly one of them. Worked with Bill O'Brien, was a pass catcher. DJ Turner, 5'11", fastest 40 at the Combine, cornerback from Michigan, 76. They go Blake Freeland, 6'8", monster tackle from BYU, who's just going to add to their depth. Corey Trice, same thing. Adding to that um, defensive back depth, a guy who I believe Trice can kind of play all over the place as well, right? I mean, you're drafting him to play corner, yeah. but he can he's going to be able to play safety if you need to put him at safety. You're not going to yeah. think twice about putting him at safety. Yeah. So we uh, we end up trading 117, 135, and then we take Fajoko from San Jose State, an edge rusher, Mountain West Player of the Year, uh, come back at 184. And we ended up – I think this might be the first time we drafted at 184 and went 87, those two back-to-back picks. Yeah, we usually trade those. Yeah. First one, though, Antonio Maffi, interior offensive lineman from UCLA, guy they worked with at the Shrine Bowl in Vegas, a guy they have a meeting with coming up. Adam Korsak, a punter from Rutgers. Of course, the Patriots draft a punter from Rutgers. Then we go 192 with D. Winters, uh, a do-it-all linebacker from TCU. Bill Belichick was at their pro day. Again, continuing to tie this in specifically to what the Patriots would do. Caleb Murphy, Ferris State defensive Division II, or non-D1 player of the year last year. Uh, Kyle Duggar and Sam Roberts have done that as well. And you're out out with Dewan Johnson, defensive back, or defensive tackle from Toledo. How did that? How did he tie in again? Uh, he was on the Patriots Shrine Bowl team, oh, right. and there was a report that not only did they like was he on their team, but they worked extensively with him. Like he got, I forget what the exact wording was. Justin Mello from the Draft Network had it. Um, he got a basically he got more than the usual attention from the coaching staff. Perfect. All right when they were at the Shrine Bowl, so. Well, here it is, Alex. What do you think? I think this is my favorite draft that we've done so far. I think you're about to get ratioed on Twitter when you post this. Yeah. That's what I think is going to happen. I like it. Um, no, this is this is what, this is the kind of thing that they're going to look to do. I would very much uh, expect something that looks like this. Yeah. This is sort of what I think it's, it's going to look. Now, we're banking that on the meeting with Zay Flowers a lot. Yeah. I could see... Maybe you switch tackle and wide receiver there at 20 and 76, and it becomes like Anton Harrison or Darnell Wright and um, Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims, uh, uh, Charlie Jones at 76, yeah. something like that. I could see it being something like that, but heavy up front, heavy early on the offense, mm-hmm. guys they're familiar with. This is what's going to look I like. I think so too. This is the kind of draft they're going to... Now, I'm not saying these exact players. But this also... I don't think they're going to trade a lot this year. I'll I'll just say that. They have 11 picks. They like to have 10. There's not too many massive gaps in where they're scheduled to select. 135 to 180 is kind of big. But they also traditionally don't pick in the fifth round unless they're targeting a special teamer. So if they feel like they can get punter elsewhere, they may just let that lie. We only made two trades here. They were like the first two picks. We stopped trading after that. Um, I, I think it's going to look something like this. I really do. My favorite pick here, uh, personally would probably be Blake Freeland. Like I, and so I sit here saying this, I think we did a great job in this in terms of, I think we did a great job of mimicking what they're going to do. I wouldn't love this draft if it was them. 
I think they got some playmakers on the offensive side of the ball, and that's exciting, and it's not terrible, but I'm still going to worry about protection. I'm still going to worry about the secondary. I think they got a couple guys who have some questions in DJ Turner and Corey Trice. They're high upside players, but they're low floor, and they've kind of struggled with those guys the last couple years. I kind of like what they did on day three. Yeah. But, yeah, I personally would not be a massive fan of this draft for them. But I think we did a good job because I think this is a draft they would do. I just – and I, I sort of agree with you as far as the protection goes because they're clearly not too worried about it where I think right. most of us are. But I also think that if you add playmakers to the offense, you get Bill O'Brien here, he's going to scheme it up enough where, like, maybe you're not as heavily reliant on your protection as you want to be. I know that sounds silly, but you can block – by just getting the ball out of guys' hands, right? And right. you don't so have to... I, I, I think there is some truth to that. Bill O'Brien's naturally going to make the protection better because the protection right. calls were a mix last year. Exactly. But when when Trent Brown gets hurt, when Riley Reef is 34 years old, which he is, like, how much... But that's why you have your depth there, to too, right? Last year, they didn't have the depth, so they had to go sign Marcus Cannon. They had to rely on heavily, I guess, on Yadni Kajas, who actually didn't play as bad as you would have thought. Um, but I mean, then they bring in Connor McDermott as well. These are guys now that you don't have to rely on every week if you don't have to, because you bring in guys like Reef and Trent Brown, then you bring in Freeland. I guess I'm for some reason I'm just not as concerned as the of the of the protection as somebody else. As and by the way, I don't think they are either. Exactly. I, I think they feel how you feel, which yeah. is again speaks to the content of this draft. Right. Um, my favorite pick is Jameer Gibbs all day. I love it. And shout out Fanduel here. Um, two days ago, after we got off the draft or uh, we got off the show on Tuesday, I bet Jameer Gibbs to go to the Patriots at forty to one. And today, after the reports, he is now ten to one. So tremendous value. So he needs to come to he needs to come to. So the Mike's Patriots. bias in liking this draft. I am biased think? because I have I have Mike a is biased in how excited he would be if they did this. Yeah, but Jameer Gibbs before that, you know, he's been one of my favorite players in the draft. And I hate running backs. I, I, I like Jameer Gibbs I hate too. Running backs. I. Yeah. I I brought this up in like whenever they hired O'Brien, maybe it was technically February, but like I brought this up here. I brought it up with Evan. I brought it up on the sports hub and everybody called me ridiculous. I didn't say I would do it. I said, they are going to be interested in Jameer Gibbs. We are going right. to hear at some point that they are considering Jameer Gibbs. And maybe we didn't hear that word for word. I know Doug tweeted about uh, B. John Robinson, but I will say this. About that report, and I, I don't think not Doug, uh, Jeff Howe. Jeff Howe. I don't think what Jeff said is incorrect. That they're um, infatuated, infatuated right? with with Bijan Robinson. I'm infatuated with Bijan Robinson too. He's a really good football player. There's right. a lot to be infatuated with. I'm also infatuated with Will Anderson. The Patriots I think all forty, drafted. yeah, all thirty two teams are infatuated with Bijan Robinson. If they're not, there's something wrong with them. They should exactly. be. The guy's a tremendous talent. But I think it's kind of you put that out there, and it's not false you know you tell jeff that he puts that out there right the real blue chip running back you're looking at is the other one i think there's only two i know some people really like zach charbonnet he's good he can play he'll stay in this league but the gap from gibbs to charbonnet is significant to me i, I like, agree that's the blue chip guys are Bijan robinson and jameer gibbs and everything we know about the patriots i think they like Bijan. i think if he fell Right. Let's say both the running backs fell because mm-hmm. in our draft, Bijan went, wait, he went like stupid high, right? He went like yeah, 15. I think so. Let's say they both fall to 32 in the Patriots trade up. I think they would have a serious conversation about Bijan over Gibbs. 
But Bijan's not going to fall. I don't think they're going to like trade back into the first round to take him. Trading up early into the second round to take Jameer Gibbs. Again, based on their history and what we know about them, yeah, they would totally do that. Whether you think it's the right move or the wrong move, you have to admit it's something they would do. 100%. It, you know what we're going to get to this draft? I, I, when I first I'm excited for the Twitter. For the I'm hub, excited for the Twitter. For the hub. When I first started doing mock drafts for the hub, I, remember, I, I always remember this mock draft uh, time of year. Somebody emailed me and said, this is a horrible dr- – you did a terrible job – this is a horrible draft. This is exactly what the Patriots would do. And this was in 2021. So we were coming off of like realizing how bad that 2019 draft was. Yeah. And I I, I, I didn't reply because I don't reply to people who email me like that. But I remember yeah. thinking like, well, if it's exactly what the Patriots would do, then I didn't do a bad job. Right. I did exactly what I was trying to do. Yeah. So you either it's get a to Patriots say, mock draft. Yeah, exactly. You either get to say it's a bad draft or it's exactly what the Patriots would like. If you think it's what the Patriots would do, then you don't get to say we did a bad job. Exactly. That's it's that simple. So I'm with you. Yeah. All right. Well, there it is. Patriots beat mock draft 5.0 is in the books. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we will be back next Tuesday for another newsy Q and a session here on Patriots beat. Um, and then we'll be back on, on Thursday for 6.0 yet another mock draft every Thursday up until the draft. Alec, we're three weeks. How away. many more do we have? Uh, Actually, let me pull this up. So we want to – we have two more, and then we usually do one that Tuesday before yeah. the draft, and then Thursday will just be a regular show. I do want to mix in – we're going to plan the show on the air here because that's what we Let's do. Let's do it. One of these next two Tuesdays, um, we'll do one where, like, we'll – you can tweet us your mock drafts, and we'll review them on the show. Yeah. I, I want to make sure we get one of those in. If it's like a massive news weekend, it's kind of tough to do it. But if it's slower this weekend and Monday, then maybe that show is Tuesday. Yeah. If not, it'll be next Tuesday the 18th. But um, I would just tell people, keep an eye out for that because one of the, if, if you think you can do better than us, a lot of people are unhappy with what we just yes. did. If you think you can do better than us. Prove it. Prove <laughs> it. Send it to us and we'll go through them. So keep an eye out for that on Twitter. Yeah. Our, our Twitters are down on the bottom yeah. there. Uh, but we'll do that at some Perfect. Point. Sounds like a plan. Um, so keep it uh, with us. Follow me at Mike Cadlick. Follow Alex at Real Alex Barth for all your latest Patriots news and news around Patriots Beat, Patriots Beat Podcast, which is sponsored by FanDuel Alex. I feel like I've said that once or twice here because it's back. It's not back, but it's here. Gambling in the Commonwealth. And you can get in on the action with us at FanDuel.com slash Boston. Deposit $10, bet 5 bucks, get $200 in bonus bets on us. Uh, the Bruins um, are playing, and you can bet on them at FanDuel.com slash Boston. I believe it's 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, going for the points record. So uh, thank you to FanDuel for sponsoring the show. Thank you, Alex, for joining me for another edition of the Patriot Beat Podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday and Thursday again. Uh, three weeks to draft day, Alex. It's getting real. Getting yeah, there. So, uh, again, we'll be back next week. Thank you all for tuning in. And-